0: Can I please finally read to you this email chain that I've been Yes, wanting Okay, to, go 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 to read go. go, go. You've you
1: been holding off. You very mentioned
0: strongly. that you sent an email and you got the response that I was like, "Wow, you clearly didn't read an email." I <clears throat> I recently watched season 4 of Stranger Things as it came out. So like January, July 1st or whatever. My girlfriend and I each bought Hellfire Club t-shirts oh, from awesome. Netflix shop or whatever.com. the official shop Um, the official shirt from the show the white body the black sleeves the three-quarter sleeves the hellfire club the t-shirt looks just like the ones i wore in the show Uh, my girlfriend wants to do uh she wants to be eddie for halloween because she kind of has that hair she could do the little curlies uh she just needs like a jean jacket whatever 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 Mm -hmm. so we bought two of them show up so excited she's like can i open it do you want me to wait until you get home i was like oh wait till i get home i'll uh, let's, let's try them out together whatever I put it on my body first. Let me tell you about the Hellfire Club T-shirts from NetflixShop.com. They're the most uncomfortable T-shirts. It is the most uncomfortable article of clothing I've ever put against my. Naked it's a baseball tee. It's a baseball tee. Yeah, made out of like burlap. It is so itchy. It like hurt to wear. And she's like, "Do you think it'll wash out?" And I was like, "No, I've never." It's so uncomfortable. It is not soft. It's like crunchy. It doesn't really stretch what that it well. out of? I don't know. I, baseball tees
1: are supposed to be loose. Yeah, It was well, loose. Well, not loose, but like they're like flowy. weirdly tight from like the shoulders down to the quarter, the three-fourth sleeves. Yeah, because of the cut. Like yeah. the,
0: the, the fabric
1: cuts. And then it's like supposed to be like a little billowy. Yep. Like a little looser. And around the did, gut area, yeah. which is why they're so good on my slender frame.
0: Um... <laughs> i needed a little looser around the gut area but uh it was just the material i don't know it was so uncomfortable it was like they were wool or something it was so bad so i sent an email to netflix shop first of all it took me forever to figure out how to contact them i had to go to my order history i had to go to click on my order There's a problem with the order here's some ways that you could troubleshoot a problem with your order uh and then i found like chat with us now i click chat with us now and it just takes me to my email app <laughs> it says email the cs at netflix.shop uh, so I email CS at netflix.shop <clears throat> and I'm a, I'm a, I work in customer service, so I know what they're going to need. So I subject to my email return order and then the order number. Hello. I'd like to return order. And then the order number, the quality of the material is very poor. That's why I said, I'd like to return it. The quality is very poor. They say, Hey Chris, thanks for contacting netflix.shop.com. We have received your message. Please expect a response within 24 to 48 hours. So this is the automated one. Next one. Hi, Chris. Thank you for contacting Netflix shop. Unfortunately, this item is not eligible for returns and exchanges. We apologize for any confusion or inconvenience. If you have any other questions, please feel free to reach out. Have a great day. Thanks. I checked their website. Their website says only personalized things, customized things aren't eligible for returns. So that's just not true. Okay. Um, I said, hello. Thank you for the response. I would like a refund, please. <laughs> this item is very poor quality. And I won't be using it at all. Thanks
1: for considering, Chris. You, so you wait, you didn't at that point say, I saw here screenshot your return policy. This mm. is qual- this is eligible for return.
0: Uh, I should have, but I didn't. Okay. Uh, I said <laughs> I'd like a refund. <clears throat> the It's very poor. The, it's not eligible for returns. Fine, whatever. I won't send it back. Give me my money back because <laughs> I'm not going to be using it. Hello, Chris. I've issued you a shipping refund for your last order. Order number. Please allow three to five business days for the refund to be processed. This has been reimbursed back to the original form of payment. Also, if you have any other further questions, please feel free to reach out. I said, hello, thank you for the quick reply again, and thank you for the shipping refund. Just for clarification, by shipping refund, does that mean you're refunding just the shipping cost, or will you be refunding the entire order? If you mean the whole order, thank you very much. If it's just the shipping cost, I ask again to be refunded for the entire amount of the order. I have received nothing of any value from your store, and therefore think I should be fully compensated. Thank you for considering, Chris. And they said, hi, Chris, thanks for contacting the Apple shop. Yes, a shipping refund as a courtesy for the delay. Are you requesting to cancel the order? <laughs> Please let us know if you have any of the questions. There's no delay. The order's already here, so I can't cancel it. Right. Hello. I am requesting a full refund because the product I receive of is of such poor quality, I will get zero use out of it. The shirt hurts to wear. <laughs> I was informed this cannot be done, but I'm asking that you reconsider. The mm-hmm. order was not delayed. All the details should be in this email chain. Please read it. <laughs> The next one. Hi, Chris. Thank you for contacting the Netflix shop. My apologies. The shipping refund was a courtesy, f- not for a delay. Are you unhappy with both shirts? Please let us know if you have any other questions. I said I am unhappy with both shirts and would like the entire order to be refunded, please. So that's where we're at now. Okay. So I fully. Oh, it's not done yet. No, it's not done. It is breaking. <laughs> this story is the story is unfolding as we speak. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty close to losing it, but like. I'm I'm
1: literally just gonna email them every time they respond until they refund my whole order. I don't know why you're not just like screenshotting their their return policy because I policy. work in customer service and, and I know that the longer email you write, the less of it will get read. <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying like at the beginning, you didn't say due to the following policy that on your site screenshot. I'm eligible for a refund of this purchase. I would like a refund of this purchase. Purchase number is this.
0: Uh, In the next email, if if I don't get a full refund, I'm going to say, here's your policy. Here's what I asked for before. You guys multiple times have not answered my questions. You have not read the previous email chain. Please connect me to a manager. Have a manager call me between these hours. Here's my phone number.
1: I will say this. No offense. I think I am more direct than you in these emails. Yeah. I don't know if you recall the customer support email chain I had about the bike. (laughs) I do. (laughs) The one piece that you knew was missing or broken from the bike.
0: And how long it took to get you that one piece. For
1: those who don't know, I got a spin bike like beginning of COVID or middle of COVID. Like end of the first year. Yeah. And there was like a screw cap missing for one of the pedals. Yeah. So I wrote and my first email... Hi, my name is this. I purchased this bike at this at this place. This is the order number that I got from that place. This is the serial number of the bike that I have of this product. This is the part number from the manual of this bike. This is this is the warranty I have for this bike. If you could please email like send me ship me that one screw cap end, that's all I need. That's good. That'd be great. Thank you. And it somehow took eight fucking emails and they ended up sending me a whole fucking like pedal yeah. kit and I was like that's not what I said I sent you a picture like a screenshot of a PDF <laughs> so frustrating like, they were like can you please like detail can you take a picture of the bike in the room so we can see what kind of bike it is can we see where the bike is planted to see if there's any misuse can we try to get more of the reference it's number this it's this I gave you every piece of information you need and I think I said it to you they are legitimately just trying to make it difficult on purpose at that point really you think so they have to or they are just, or they're they're just using Google Translate, and English is their fifth language, and that's <laughs> fifth it. Language. It has to be that because I no. don't know how else you so, get to that. So, as I previously
0: mentioned, I work in customer service. No.
1: <laughs>
0: it's. What do you mean? No. It's it's tough sometimes. Every once in a while, I'll read an email train, and it's it's just it's a gut buster of just like, ooh, we should have
1: solved this in one or oh. two. Oh. It oh. just goes on and on and oh, on. Oh, I found it. The the, the bike part? Yes.
0: Can, can you pull out your most frustrated email? Just read for us the email. I think mine is, no, I am requesting a full refund, as I mentioned above. The
1: shirt physically hurts to wear. I like how you know that, like, I had my breaking point.
0: Yeah. No, I know you did.
1: We had a whole episode about it. Did we?
0: Yeah, people can go back and listen to it.
1: I don't know if we did. I don't think we did. But yeah, no, I had... Uh, I feel like I do a good job of writing very professional. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Good Lord. That's is. you writing, this right? This is me writing. This you is after like the eighth email and I get a manager. I think it's a manager. I say... <laughs> I say, Hi, Olivia. Period.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Period. No
1: comma or exclamation mark. Period. Hi, Olivia. Period. Break. Please let me know in one email what information you need, as continuous emails to inquire about individual data is time consuming and unnecessary when you can provide a list of details you require in order to assist me. I can provide you with all the information you need for this bike. And then I say, the left pedal. Period. It is one piece. Period. (laughs) (laughs) The end cap of the left pedal keeps falling off since the left pedal appears to be failing to house the end piece. I would like a new left pedal with end piece replacement. Period. I can break down each individual piece if you need. Period. Left pedal is part 12. It is attached to part 47, which is the left arm crank. Period. The end cap, part 45, keeps falling off of part 47, which is held in by part 46, which is the M8 by 16 millimeter screw. Period. (laughs) The left crank arm, part 47, is attached via part 48, which is the crank bearing housed by the snap ring, which is part 65. Period. This all connects to the crank, which is part 35. Period. This is all on a pro form five zero five SPX bike model number. I'm not going to repeat it with serial number to way too long to say the bike is located in my living room by the TV delivered to my home address. The following ordered from Costco on this date, the date with this Costco specific order number, this order number, the Costco specific item number is item number blank. Here's a photo of the issue. If any further details are needed, please inquire about every last detail and also please CC your team lead. Best regards, period. Thank you, period. Have a great day, period. (laughs) (laughs) And then what was the resolution after that? I think it was just like...
0: Hi, Matt. Can you please provide your last name?
1: (laughs) (laughs) They just sent me like half the fucking... Half the fucking bike. They just like shit me like the entire fucking like. We have shipped you the kit. left bike. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. I'll take it. I have it now. Great. And you know what it is when I say end piece, it's this. It's, yeah, it's a it's plastic. A, it's a plastic cap. Just just put it on to prevent dust getting into the grease bearing. Okay. Yeah. That was gonna all ask. I was
0: like, what is the point
1: of all this? Can't it's you so go dust capless? and grease and dirt doesn't get into the bearing and clog it up? Yeah. So you lose spin. Yeah. That's the level I get to. Yeah. I, I mean, through-
0: I'm I'm right there. I went- I'm five <laughs> emails deep. That was eight. That was eight. So you could imagine. Remember true, how you true, felt at five true. emails? At eight, I'm like, I'm
1: I'm busting out the periods. Uh, yeah, at eight, I, I, I was like, I'm getting the fucking like, manual and part number breakdown of each part, and I'm breaking this down for you because you still don't seem to understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's,
0: uh, that's frustrating. Hey, uh, we have a big thing to talk about, finally. But first, we had a topic that we, we hung out recently and did the thing that we're going to talk about in a bit. And I mentioned that there's a new note on the note, the podcast topic list note, and you did not know what it was at the time. And today you told me that you remember what it is. Can I intro it? Yes. The note says, one word, backbone.
1: <laughs> Take us <its> away. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Mm. I'm sure you have. And you know the fucking word for it. The actual term. Yeah. I saw an ad, a video, of an unboxing for a phone holder Mm -hmm. with controls, Mm. like left and right. And you snap your phone in. Mm -hmm. And they took that, and they connected through an app on their phone to their PlayStation. Yep. And then from there, they just started playing their games. Yeah. Now... We've touched on these types of things and these types of services before, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to know, are we, what is the backbone of the gaming experience? Is it the, (laughs) yeah, you didn't know where that was going. (laughs) (laughs) You like got like hit in the face. Like I like I spat in your face. You're that like, one what?
0: that one jolt I did. <laughs> had like six thoughts in it. In that one millisecond it took me to move my head back. It was. Oh, I didn't know that's where the term backbone would come in. I thought the the accessory like the controller accessory was called like the PlayStation backbone no. or something yeah. like that. And then I was like. Why the fuck did you choose the word
1: <laughs> backbone to sum up this whole conversation topic? Okay, that's where my mind went. Because the, the question in my mind that I wanted to ask you was that, like, the backbone of the gaming experience. Is it the hardware? Is it the accessibility for, like, versatility of access? Is it the convenience? Is it the immersiveness of what you get from your setup of the environment? What is it that sets that apart? Like, if you played God of War... And the only way you could play it was either on your phone with Mm -hmm. that controller Mm -hmm. or on your big ass TV. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're going to say the big ass TV would be a more rewarding experience, right? For me, yes. Ideally. For you, right? Ideally, big ass
0: TV with headphones.
1: Okay. So to you, what does that experience mean? Of having the phone connected and playing it through a phone instead—is it just I need to get my fix? I need a fucking. I was literally <laughs> gonna say if I
0: really need a fucking trophy and I am not at really? and I am not at my TV. So that is an emergency thing for you. It's not an emergency thing. It's just a lack of options thing.
1: Because think of it this way. What if your TV's in use by your significant other? That's when I use this exact app you're talking about, the PlayStation, That's, and PlayStation think about Remote this, Play is think what it's ab- called, by the way. <laughs> oh, Remote Play? But yeah. think about this for Remote Play in terms of like family stuff. When yeah. it comes to families and the kids can't use that one big TV, yeah. they still get to do that. And perhaps their parents like that because they get to sit in the room with the family and still have their bubble of their own experience yeah but still partake physically in the space with the family yeah so you get this weird trade-off right so at that point what becomes more valuable what <laughs> right like the gaming experience or that immersive experience of being with the family when it comes mm. to a family environment right so it makes me think of again the backbone I know for you is going to be a very specific experience. Yeah. But the backbone of gaming in general of the community and of the industry. I feel like what you've just proposed to me is like three different
0: topics in a blender. (laughs) (laughs) Like, can we break this down one by one? Yes. I think it's... (laughs) Sorry. What what is the use case for me using that phone app, which I personally prefer the iPad app. Oh. Uh, If my girlfriend's using using the TV and Mm -hmm. I'm home... I use that app on my windows PC upstairs where everything is connected via ethernet. There's like five milliseconds of lag. Sometimes I forget that I'm not on my actual, I do that on the
1: Xbox. Yeah. But I did find that I needed to be like etherneted in f- yeah. for a game like red dead for, for, yeah, exactly. Um, but then, yeah,
0: for things like Mm-mm. God of war and like story based experiences, you can definitely like do with a little bit more like slack with the, the lag there, yeah. but there are certain games where it just, it can't cut it. Um, For I have used it on my phone. Uh, I have brought my PlayStation controller to work with my phone or iPad. Connected the controller. Like the actual PlayStation controller can connect with Bluetooth to iOS devices. And I've used it like on my breaks at work. So like I'll just go where I know is near a router or something like that and just connect, which takes a while. It like builds the bridge between my PlayStation at home and my iPad at work through Wi-Fi through like a completely different like uh, access point, like it's 30 miles away or something like that. So there's a a bit of lag and it's usually not the best experience, but if I'm in the middle of like a story-based thing, um, then it'll be fine if I just wanna like escape a little bit uh, and do that, I've used it for that. Or when I'm like away, like if uh, my uh, my mom and her twin sister's 60th birthday was up in um, the in New York, that place up in the New York where people go to like the Finger Lakes or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know, somewhere up there. Um, and th- w- like there was nothing to do up there, which normally I'd be like, yeah, cool. But like there are a bunch of people around. So I knew I needed like locked myself in my room alone mm-hmm. time. Uh, and I brought my iPad and my PlayStation controller and I just like played a couple games real quick. Um so that's what I've used it for. Best experience. Girlfriend is using the TV. I use it upstairs uh, on my computer. Ethernet. Everything's good. 1440p screen. Uh, nice, nice HDR screen. Things like that. Uh, in a pinch, iPhone or iPad with a PlayStation controller. If you just need to like, if you're if you're out somewhere and you need to and you need to connect, uh, using the iPad or the phone without the controller, doo doo. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they try to uh, put the whole Uh-oh. controller uh, like as a, a translucent touch buttons on the screen over the video it's so like god of war is up full screen and there's like a a gray like ghosty triangle circle square x button and like the analog sticks and the trigger buttons are up on the top of the screen so like you put the phone down on the table and you're playing like a little daddy long legs with your fingers that's on the gross. phone it was it's a very bad experience that's
1: disgusting
0: for certain things though like you played uh limbo or inside yeah. you played one of those i played both that could work on that okay. type of experience you could do touchscreen with that <clears throat> but uh yeah most of the time that's that's what i use it for so that's that part of the topic which i don't think is the real if you will backbone of this topic <laughs> that you're bringing to me what do you, what were you trying to say about family and shit
1: <laughs> i saw i saw the product yeah the holster the holster for the, the holster itself, that you right. can connect with the app and blah, blah, blah. right yep and my immediate thought is, what was the targeted purpose of creating this? Right? Like, what's the demographic? Who, who, who does this appeal to? Why does it appeal to them? Will they find value from this? Will they buy it because of that value? Those kind of questions. And it made me rethink the gaming experience because I grew up in a, in a time, because I'm old as fuck, that having your own TV to game was the creme de la creme of experience for gaming. <laughs> You yeah, didn't, you didn't have to barge in and interrupt on the living room TV. Yeah. to try to play a console. Yeah, you can just play it in your room on yeah. your own gaming room TV that had no cable. Yeah, right. So those types of things. So I was trying to put myself in the shoes of a younger kid today who had that, who has that as an option. Where again, it's like I don't know what it's like to be in a family in today's times but i'm assuming i'm assuming there's a different understanding of that type of feel with technology because back in our time or my time at least it was although i could say our time is it was completely different because video games were considered a solitary experience Mm. and they were almost demanding a solitary experience because you couldn't have enough resources to dedicate to that in a public area Mm. right you couldn't you couldn't put headphones in playing N64 in a common area and right. listen to it, right? Yeah, it exactly. wasn't a thing. Even if, oh, you, yeah. even if you did, it certainly wouldn't fucking reach the couch. You'd be four <laughs> inches from the screen, right? And then yeah. you get yelled at for sitting too close to the TV. Yeah. So there's stuff like that, right? So I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about the modern-day experience of value when it comes to gaming hmm. in today's uh, youth, I guess we'll say, and what this kind of option offers. If we saw this back in the day, we would think it's like PSP level, like, man, whatever. It's like its own little side shit, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a Game Boy. But in today's world, no, that's a fucking PS5, bro. Like, that's a a PS5 in your pocket. You need a PS5 to do this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you have to have your PS5 and the phone connects to your PS5. Yeah. So you can't buy this controller and, like, have PS5 games. You need to buy the controller to connect to your phone that you also have to have to connect to your PS5 that you also have to have. Here is who that is for, your friend, Timmy. It's middle of night, baby starts crying, you gotta pick up the baby, put the baby on your shoulder, walk around, put the baby to sleep, <clears throat> wanna play some PlayStation since I'm up, I'm probably gonna be up for an hour or two, maybe put the baby down but gotta hang out in the room to make sure it stays asleep before I go back to bed. Let's play some PlayStation 5, clip my phone into the little thing, play some PlayStation 5 while I'm sitting right next to the to the crib. So you're not even thinking about the kids, you're thinking about parents now. It's yeah. That's, that's what I envision most people using it for, is I can't sit in front of the 50-inch screen on the couch uh, while I'm trying to make sure the baby goes to sleep. Although I could see kids using it. But here's the thing. A kid nowadays that has a PS5, or maybe the family has a PS5, When if and when the kid isn't able to use the PS5 at home, it's because somebody else is using the PS5. <laughs> Probably.
1: Probably, so right, like they probably I don't know the amount of the amount of noise family noise I hear in call of duty lobbies mm. of people just yelling like four people I can hear in the room, yeah, it's like. I mean, maybe. Yeah, Come they on. have the, the PlayStation connected to the same TV that the cable is connected well, because, to. Well, because, you know, the kid's not always going to have a nice big 32-inch 4K TV in their room. That yeah, might exactly. be something that the family can't afford. So yeah. instead, you get a 720p TV in your room. Yeah. And you're just, no, I have a PS5. Like, put it in the nice room. Yeah, put, put it, it in, in the nice room, f- room. But now it's my
0: turn to watch TV. Yeah, like, Mom exactly. and dad are going to watch TV. Saying. Go take the go take the backbone into yeah your exactly, room. <laughs> exactly. The
1: backbone yeah exactly
0: it's that it's not a bad name for that product though the backbone yeah I uh I had f- back in the ps4 days I think I still have it kicking around somewhere Is a little clip that clips on very snugly to the ps4 controller and then has a little arm that clips your phone oh to I've it. seen those yeah I think scam had one for his like yeah. N- nvidia something where he could play his computer uh, remotely which is pretty yeah. cool um yeah, that's interesting. I think there was like one more thing in there that you were talking about about like family time versus PlayStation time or something like that that you were mentioning. It was, it.
1: It was more of a going back to the dynamic of what this does to the uh, to the like the the experience of gaming within a family environment. So you have the dynamic of again instead of gaming being a solitary thing for people. Where it's like, hey, are you winning, son? That kind of thing. Yeah. It's instead just, no, that person is able to be technically physically present within the room Mm. for everybody while still being able to do their own thing. It's just instead of reading a book, they're playing a video game. Yeah. Right? So you have this, you still fulfill the physical connective uh, 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 desires of having a family to be together in a room, Mm. right? In a way. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, because I don't know how families operate in today's world, because I don't have one. So
0: Yeah, and I could see that being a fairly popular use for this accessory, or that type of setup.
1: Right, is... because it, cause it goes back to just the conversation that, like, was this the exact conversation the execs were having about talking about building this product of, like, well, it could also sell for families, because think about how... You don't have to have kids be solitary solitary, and cut off from everybody else. They get to be present physically and still play their game. So we still get to, you know, still get in that vein. Yeah. And on top of that, we also get to, uh, uh not dissuade parents from wanting to buy the product because they're not feeding something that they, that's going to seclude them or separate them from their kid anymore mm-hmm. because now their kid can physically be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's just, it's just a layer. But, like, it makes me think, because of the portability and the popularity of things like phone, like, think about what you just said. Mm. You need a phone. Yeah. You need a controller. Yeah. You need a PS5. Yep. How much is an iPhone 13? A thousand bucks. How much is a PS5? Uh, Half a thousand bucks. (laughs) How much is a controller? Tenth of a thousand bucks. (laughs) So, (laughs) add it all up. That's a sizable amount of money. Yeah. For somebody to be able to sit it's in a chair.
0: 1.6 thousand bucks. Yeah. <laughs> for somebody to sit
1: in a chair and, and, and play video games in front of you, right? That's a
0: lot of money. Well, I mean, the they all have, besides the controller, separate use cases. The PS5 is not made to sit in the chair and play it on a very small screen. It's meant to play it on the big screen. So you get that yes. iPhone 13 is not meant to play the PS5 from across the room. It is meant Correct. to be a supercomputer in your pocket, <laughs> uh, communications technology device thing that also has the added functionality of blah, blah, blah. And then the controller is for sitting
1: in that chair. So right? <laughs> that so, one is pretty single use. But like you cannot do that, though, without those things. Yeah. So if you wanted to even consider that as an option, you need all those things. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's just this weird... I don't know. It's, it's pretty It's pretty niche,
0: too. Like, this isn't a common thing. People who have PS5s play them on a TV. Yes. This is for the folks who, for whatever reason, can't or don't want to. Right? Yeah. I remember when this, this started... Uh, Technically started with the PS3 and the PSP. You had to physically plug them in, but there are certain games that offered like second screen functionality. Like oh, yeah. Grand Turismo, yeah. you could get a little plastic case to clip your PSP on top of your TV, and it acted as the rearview mirror. Yeah. So like the the. PS3 screen would just show Gran Turismo, and the PSP would show the synced-up rear-room mirror. Which is cool. And then they they updated it with, like, the PS3 and the PlayStation Mm -hmm. Vita. They offered remote play, but just for the Vita. Uh, And it, like, had to be on a local network or something like that. Uh, And then they also added more second-screen functionality to that, which almost kind of made it like a Wii U, uh, like the predecessor to the Switch, where you could use the PS Vita as, like, a kind of controller for the ps4 you could straight up use it as a controller um but it could also have like some touchscreen functionality for a few games that didn't really get much support and then they opened it with the uh like the phones and stuff like that they added the phone app for ps4 and now the phone app for ps5 is
1: is pretty rock solid not to take us off track on topics Mm. but you said new Zelda comes out, right? so hopefully this year. Breath of the Wild 2. I haven't heard much about it lately. Christmas, I thought, right? Yeah.
0: Holiday season, they said. Holiday 2022. And how old is the Switch? Or Older than five years. Five and a half years old. What? What are you saying? What are you thinking? Tell me. What? Do you think Switch 2? Predecessor to the Switch? I mean... Or not predecessor. Successor? Successor. I was going to say, wait, not... But I mean... I don't think so. Not for, not for Breath of the Wild 2. I think Breath of the Wild 2 will be the Switch's swan song. You think so? Yeah. And then in um, spring, they announce whatever's next. You think? That soon? Yep.
1: And it comes out next summer. Or fall. But probably next summer. I feel like it's crazy because I feel like it's, I feel like the Switch is still super hot and relevant.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I, for the record, I think Switch Pro is next. Switch Pro or Switch 2. Fully backwards compatible Switch 2. And it's just the switch with like some tweaks and added features and better RAM and a bigger hard drive and a faster processor and it's cooler and the bigger screen and uh, 4k OLED. Yeah. I think it's going to be all that. Okay. It's going to be like the, it's the new like DS. The DS was too popular to just say, man, ah, we're making totally something new is no, we're going to iterate on that thing for like 12 fucking years. <laughs> the yeah. switch came out in 2000 or the, the uh, DS came out in 2004. 2006? I yeah. think 2004. And the 3DS technically is still supported. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and the 3DS can play all DS games, so it is fully backwards compatible. The 3DS is the successor to the DS. You cannot play 3DS games on a DS, so that would cl- classify as, like, a sequel successor. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think... The the rumors are everywhere that it's a Switch Pro, even though Nintendo said, we are not working on a Switch Pro or a 4K Switch. And it's like, okay, you're the biggest fucking liar in the video games industry. <laughs> so yeah, you are. Yeah. True. The people have dev kits, dev kits of it. Really? And, yeah. And there's like instructions on like, theoretically, this is how you'd upgrade your game to work on a 4K Switch. If like, I don't know if that was ever a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely a thing. Okay. Uh, would you get that? Do you
1: ever play your Switch at all? No, I'm so glad I got it on sale. Yeah, because I'm glad I have it. Yeah, because I did. I do. I did play it. Yeah, and, it's, and I like having it as an option. Yeah, it's just like we kind of said on our walk that we had. Yeah, I'm so just busy busy yeah i like it for occasionally the uh
0: second wave of mario kart <clears throat> courses just came out so oh, okay. gotta pick that up and play those okay uh girlfriend's been deep into her switch lately playing stardew valley again oh, um
1: absolute vibes and uh what not to cut you off continue no that's it okay i was going to say i i realized why i don't play it why i play video games now for social connection mm because i work remote Mm. so the opportunity to talk to people is what i want yeah that's why i play warzone that's why i play borderlands that's why i hop into discord and i'd rather do that than play single-player games Mm. because i don't need solitary experiences i have a solitary experience all the time yeah so yeah that's the healthy so that's a good thing yeah
0: um Yeah, and we've talked about that before, about how we use video games for, like, social interaction these days, more than most things.
1: I think it's time.
0: Uh, You ready to do this? I'm very ready to do this. We have seen, and I don't know how many people have seen this, (laughs) (laughs) hasn't been in theaters that long, only like a month or so. (laughs) We have now both seen Thor, Love, and Thunder. Let's talk about it. Spoilers. Spoilers for Thor, Love, and Thunder. How did you like it? It was good. It was good. It was good. Scale of one to ten. Let's let's do uh, some ooh. Let's yes. do some like phase four benchmarks. Okay, yes. Black I'm Widow, seeing. scale of one to ten. Have, wait, have you seen Black Widow? Yeah. I'm okay. Black Widow.
1: Um eight. Eight.
0: Uh Shang Chi, scale of one to ten. Come on. Eight and a half. Okay. Wow. What a miracle, or... by the way. <laughs> Everybody go back and listen to some of the episodes before that movie came out. I think uh, w- I think if you look up the release date of Shang-Chi and you listen to the last episode we recorded before it it's came called out. Like
1: the legend of the dra- thousand, thousand Dragon Punch dragon combo.
0: Punch combo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just listen to what Dubs definitely knew that movie was gonna be about. Uh eight point five. Eight point 5. 8. five.
1: Uh Eternals. Ooh. 7.5? <sighs> okay. 7? 7.
0: Seven. Uh, 7. 7. Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. Fucking.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: 9.5? <laughs> yep. And uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. 8.5. Okay. Now, Thor Love and Thunder. We saw it two days ago. I, you, you, me, doing? your girlfriend, and my two cousins who randomly just showed up, <laughs> which was very nice.
1: I want to say nine, nine. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. All right, let's talk about it. Cause let me let me let me rattle some off. You know what? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. You, rattle, rattle, rattle. Black Widow six. Shang Chi eight. <laughs> Eternals, seven. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness, seven. Spider-Man No Way Home, 9.5. <laughs> uh, what, am, what am I missing? I think that's it. I think that's it. Doctor Strange. Uh, Thor, eight. 7.5. Really? I liked it. I was also so overhyped for it. Why were you overhyped for it? Because I knew the comics that it was going to be based off of. And I knew the director, which we talked about this. <laughs> oh no (laughs) you were right (laughs) about the director oh my god uh go back and listen to like two episodes ago where we talk about how i'm so excited that this is going to be a taika waititi movie and i just love the way he directs (laughs) and i've seen his movies and they're so heartfelt And they're so funny, but they're such a gut punch. And he balances those things so well. This is a podcast. Nobody can see what you're doing. (laughs) He just slinked in his chair and looked at me like the most. It's that like smug, sultry, smug emoji. The face that you just did. (laughs) Uh, The smug smirk. Um, Mm. So I knew Taika Waititi, he's not going to pull any emotional Mm. punches. It's going to be funny. It's going to be lighthearted. It's going to be hella gay. Uh, which they did say that there was like some panel where someone said like, hi, um how gay is the movie going to be? And Natalie Portman and Taika Waititi were up there. And he was like, go ahead, Natalie. And she's like, it's really gay. <laughs> and Taika says, oh, it's so gay. It's so gay, you guys. <laughs> which that had me pretty excited. and then um And then I knew the two main inspirations uh, that they were getting out of this is one the mighty Thor which Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about the one where Jane uh, has cancer and the hammer is like undoing her chemo progress but she has to like she has to keep using the hammer because she's got to save people like she can't just like sacrifice everybody to save herself from cancer and stuff like that so it's very emotional very cool very powerful and then the other one is I don't know the exact name of the comic series but Gore the God Butcher is such an incredible dude Uh, he uses the Necrosword he is totally burned by the God that he worshipped. And then he find out he found out after his wife and his child died, which we didn't see his wife in the movie, but his wife and his child die, And he vows to just kill all the gods. And he just goes on a rampant rampage to just kill all gods. Um, and the trailers use like exact shots from comic books. Like there's that big like spiky beast that was dead in the snow that that is a comic book panel (laughs) like someone stitched it over and like messed with the opacity it is literally like line for line (laughs) the exact comic book panel which is so cool that they got that much inspiration from the comic books so i was very excited to see that clash because those are two completely different stories um so I i was very excited for that my hopes were very very high and i knew Who is playing Gore the God Butcher? (laughs) Which you did not know that there is a villain in this movie, let alone who they were played by.
1: (laughs) So, walk us through that. I thought this movie was about a. It was about Thor coming of age, finding himself finally, truly, purely, and kind of uh, uh, setting off the next chapter for his character as he found himself, which he technically did. Yeah, he's a dad now. More so than that, he's technically, he's a god. Yeah. <laughs> and because of that, each movie is him dealing with tragedy. Yeah. His first movie, uh, his very first movie, he technically lost Loki. Yeah. And himself, because he lost his power. Yeah. Second movie, he lost his mother. Yeah. Third movie, he and lost Loki. his father. <laughs> and Loki. Yeah. Third movie, he lost his father. Yeah. Uh, fourth was technically... I don't know. And uh, Infinity War Infinity and Endgame. War, where he officially lost his brother. <laughs> he officially lost his brother and Heimdall.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, and Thor Ragnarok. He also lost the Warriors Three, mm-hmm. uh, which I love that they referenced in that. Yep. He lost his dad, and then his mom, and then this guy, and I that guy, him. and whoever that was.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. So, and then you now have, in this one, he loses the only like the love of his of his life. Yeah. Each it's tragedy yeah. and that's what his character is based upon yeah which is heartbreaking yeah right it's it's supposed to be heartbreaking yeah so in theory that part did happen yeah because like you said he's a father of technically a kid that's not his but he's a father but yeah. more so it's the acceptance of his tragedy that he kind of i think comes to terms with and mm. grows into compared to Oh, I always need to feel like he says in the movie, I always need to, there should be something that you want to feel shitty about. Yeah. Right. And then it, then it comes into the circle of, I feel shitty about it. I feel shitty about this all. Everything makes
0: me feel shitty. That was my favorite like message of the movie is like the star Lord talking to him about like love Mm -hmm. and it's better to love something and feel shitty for losing it than feeling nothing at all is who that's, that's pretty powerful
1: stuff. And also, Star Lord looks like he's not in a great spot either. Yeah, he's looking scraggly and tired, and kind of just like fucking yeah. over it there because he they've
0: lost Gamora. Yep, love of his life. Uh, Gamora is back and abandoned them and is off doing who knows what. Uh, and they're like doing their own adventures, but like he's
1: missing something, and he has this like ragtag group of folks. And yeah, yeah. so, so I thought that. the story was going to be about just that part without the chaos and tragedy and a villain. When when I saw Gore in the very first scene... Yeah. I thought, is that Christian Bale? Because <laughs> I've joked with you. Yeah. How funny would it be if they got like, like Christian Bale and like Mark yeah. Wahlberg or like... All, Russell Crowe. Or Matt Damon or all these like high level people. Oh, like, oh my gosh, they actually already had Anthony Hopkins. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. that's so silly. Oh. Sam Neil. They had Mickey Rourke. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Just all the funnies. And then I thought, that's not Christian Bale. And then I went... That is Christian Bale. <laughs> Holy shit. Then I thought he was just, oh, this is a cameo. So this is some setup for something. It's yeah. just going to be a nobody character. And then it kept going. Main villain of the movie. And I was thinking, <laughs> okay, now what? And then it kept going. And then I went, oh, wait a minute. And then he finds the paradise. And then I just went, this has to like cut away and like end his character at some point. <laughs> And then I thought it was going to, yeah. When he gets picked up and the gods killing him, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So he's setting up this new god, yeah, exactly. And then Stabs that happened. in the neck. I just went, oh, he's a he's the villain. Christian Bale is so good. Yes, just we all know and always known he's an amazing actor. Yeah, but he, just, he was a highlight in the movie for me. His level of acting, yeah, is so deep yeah like so strong in this film yeah i my favorite scene um my two favorite scenes one is when he's orange eyed in the kids okay when he pops up the floor yeah he's like oh we're talking about beheadings like yeah (laughs) and then he i forget the name of the creature that he pulls up he
0: loves to be beheaded yeah
1: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah he's so like twisted he, like, had the creepy voices, and it almost seemed like he was channeling through certain seeds, like, Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh, like, he he was very, he had, like, a weird way of talking that was, like, very, very, like, off-putting. Call
1: the axe. Call the
0: axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was very exaggerated with his facial expressions, which is very cool. He's and so good. He's, he's, <laughs> he's so, so fucking very good. good. He's very good. And then, like, his emotional scenes, like, the beginning of the movie and the very end of the movie. It was like, oh, it's,
1: it's still was my, fucking that, that was my second, yeah. not, like, not that I enjoyed seeing it, but my second favorite scene was when he was dying at the end. Yeah. And he sees his daughter again. Yeah. I, I was thinking, I, I was just thinking, he's so fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly nobody pulls off an emotional scene like this like he does right yeah. now just holy shit that's so good yeah that's so oh my god he's so good yeah <laughs> just fuck very good
0: um so here i i i liked the movie i thought it was very funny uh i thought there is a uh, you and i laughed at at all the same parts which is very nice every i knew you were gonna love the goats <laughs> <laughs> the first time they appeared, you started chuckling. And in my head, I was like, oh, buckle up, boy. <laughs> There's a lot more screaming.
1: <laughs> That's the funny thing. I thought they were just a one off, like, we gave you goats. No, they kept being in the movie. Yes. <laughs> they were just, they were a pinnacle part of the movie. <laughs>
0: so good very like rick and morty just <laughs> yeah just loud annoying scream <laughs> to like undercut of what could be a very serious scene <laughs> like oh my gosh we're appearing at the shadow realm we're gonna go land on the planet ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was very much like a rick and morty scene yeah but small planet, the small planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um so
0: so I liked it. It was funny. I loved uh, gore. I liked some of the action scenes. I loved the like the use of color, especially like on that shadow on planet, shadow planet? Yeah. where uh, Thor said it's such an evil place that color fears to tread there. Uh, so like as they get closer, like the movie shifted to... Black and white. Um, it's not, or not black and white, like grayish. It's a uh, silver tone, I think is the specific like color measuring that they used, which is like a filter you can do on your phone. It's like the one that really makes the blacks and the whites pop um it's almost like comic book black and white oh yeah yeah yeah. Comic so it's book it's black not, black, not yeah. quite grayscale it's like black and white um and it's like very vibrant but then like when there were things that gave off light like when jane was using the hammer and the hammer was glowing then like her arm and like part of her face was kind of colored up so like when there was light it was uh it was colored is very cool uh christian bale was amazing uh i thought uh like some of the some of the story beats and like how they're investigating things and thor trying to find himself uh was very good i i think it was too fast fast uh like it just especially the beginning of the movie the first time i saw it i was like oh my god slow down like we're like it's rushed felt like we're rushing into the story it is rushed and it almost felt like uh Taika Tt and this is how the MCU works, is when there are characters that go from one movie to the next, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, they ended in Endgame. The Russo brothers said, okay, they're with Thor now. That could be cool. Taika, all right, here's the baton. And then he, it kind of seemed he's like, I don't want them. So uh, they go away. They they go on some adventures, super cut, and then Thor says, all right, I need to leave. And then they leave. Like, 20 minutes into the movie. And then they're gone. Um, so Taika just, like, didn't want to play with those toys that the Russo brothers gave gave him, which I don't know. And maybe it was like Sean Gunn is coming back. So maybe it was like Endgame was filmed and written in the period where like uh, James Gunn didn't work for Disney. Like he was fired because he James, said... not Sean. James, yeah, yeah, James, not Sean. Uh, he was fired because he said some offensive stuff like a thousand years ago. And then they were like, okay, let's have the Guardians do something else. They'll go be with Thor or something like that. And then... Uh, and then James Gunn was hired back. So, Taika was like, ah, I don't want them to do too much. I want James to do his thing with them. So, maybe it was something like that. But it felt weird. Like, that type of the Marvel bureaucracy
1: getting in the way of what I... I didn't feel that. Really? I felt like it was... Yeah, no, I, I didn't feel that at yeah. that part. You know, what, you know what felt rushed to me? Mm. Was Jane Foster. Yeah. The Jane Foster stuff felt rushed. Yeah she's she's not good she's trying she's doing chemo and she's desperate
0: yep we're gonna
1: get that filtered through in six minutes yeah and then move from there
0: her uh she like her first shot the first frame of her back on screen (laughs) was in an mri so it was like it wasn't even she's back and she has cancer. It's she's back with cancer.
1: Yes, that, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: It's just she's back. She has cancer. She read about the she read about the hammer. Randomly
1: has Norse mythology books in her in her science lab. Well, no, that makes sense considering her history. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. True, true. I mean, the thing that I liked the the coolest part about seeing. Uh, well, not, it's not the coolest part, but one of the neatest ways to introduce her again was recapping her relationship with Thor. Yeah, that was interesting. That was really well done. That was really fucking cool. Yeah, because we got to see a, the side of it that you never see in the movie. Yeah, movies. you see the arc of their relationship. Yeah, and that was like super fucking neat to going see. Going out on dates, watching movies together, going rollerblading. Same, but seeing how they got distant and seeing yeah. what happened with that and, and seeing how they. made sense. It, that's what I mean, though. But like that was like the thing that was a good recap. To your point of just back in MRI with cancer and like, boom, that was it. Yeah. So that was, yeah, just, um, it felt rushed. It was under two hours.
0: Yeah. It was under two hours. I think there were, there was just a lot of elements that they Mm -hmm. had to touch on to make the movie work, but like, I think maybe a little bit too much. So they had to really speed through some of it. Um, I saw a review that I think was a little too harsh of it. That said, this was this movie was a really great first draft of Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> it's like oof, that's that's a little harsh. That's a like, little harsh. It needed a little bit more cleaning up uh, and like pace adjustments and a little bit a little bit more room in the editing room.
1: But I think a little bit more in the in, a little bit more for the pacing would have changed a lot. Yeah, I remember what movie did we see that felt like it was Infinity War, which was what nonstop. Non-stop, and but, like, felt fine. The pacing was great. Yes. That was, like, good pacing. Yeah, exactly. Infinity War was, right yeah. there. And Endgame had really good pacing, too. Endgame had that great, like, this is actually three different genres in one big movie. Yeah. It just <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> so, my God. So
1: right? good. So it was... But like, Infinity War
0: had that thing, like, they they absolutely knocked it out of the park with that, where every time I go back and watch it, it's like oh man it's been a long time since we've seen iron man fade to black iron man <laughs> like it just it had a bunch of different stories all over the universe and right when you realize that you kind of forgot what's happening over there it circles back and it touches on these and it doesn't linger on any for too long and it tells just what it needs to tell to move the story along but it, like tells one cohesive story somehow across like three or four different locations and settings really good
1: yeah I really liked it. I really, really, really liked seeing Natalie Portman, my Natalie Portman uh affection aside, uh seeing her back in the MCU as Jane Foster was really cool. It was it was nice to see her back. Right? Yeah, like it was fucking
0: cool. We know from interviews that uh she did not enjoy working for Marvel for the most part, but never got to work with Taika because she left after Thor two. Who was the director for Thor two? Uh Thor one and two were Kenneth Branagh. Okay. Who's uh uh, an Irish guy, I think. Okay. Do you know him? No. He was in uh, Dunkirk. He was in Tenet. He was really? the guy on the yacht in Tenet. Like an Irish guy with like reddish, blondish hair, like kind of my haircut with a, a beard. He directed those dudes? He two? was Gilderoy Lockhart and Harry Potter. Seriously? Like the really pompous yeah. teacher. Yeah. Um, he's the director of. uh Thor 1 and 2. He also directed a oh, I forget the name of the movie. It's on, if you go to the HBO Max homepage, it's like one of the top recommended movies. It's in black and white. It's about an Irish town. Um, he's a very good director, but he's very like classically trained. Um, so that's why Thor 1 and 2, like an Iron Man made fun of him. It was like that very shakespearean like doth money know that you weareth her drapes <laughs> and stuff like that so that was very kenneth branagh and then they kind of decided to move away from that and kind of went that be so serious space viking route instead yeah. of old like <laughs> shakespearean viking um which i think was a great move and then Tyka being the the um the like being Tyka, yeah the the how do i word this correctly <laughs> the like being uh yeah diversity and inclusion warrior that he is right. <laughs> uh reached out to natalie portman he's like hey i i want thor 4 to be like this mighty thor comic book and i would need you to come back for that and mighty thor is like one of the dopest <laughs> thor comics because it's all about what? jane being an absolute badass dying of cancer and continuing to die of cancer of, like of her own choice because she needs to keep wielding mjolnir and continuing to save the world
1: but is that why she came back? Because of the yes. story? Yes.
0: Because uh oh I get to work with a director uh. who will treat me a lot better and has some better ideas for Jane instead of just being like the damsel in distress, essentially, that she was in yeah. Thor one and two. Yeah. Um so I think I think that's why. Cause it's Natalie Portman. She's she's a badass. She could she could turn down MC roles. Oh, she doesn't need any yeah, yeah, like this. Exactly. She can
1: do whatever she wants. So yeah. Point.
0: Agreed. Very cool to see her back. Very cool to see Darcy back too, her friend, uh Kat Dennings.
1: Well she was in uh she's in WandaVision, WandaVision.
0: But it's cool to see like she's back back. Um she continues to be back. Stellan Skarsgard would back for like ninety seconds. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> I I also feel like uh Kat Dennings is back. Um and I think she's gonna be taking this that scientist place instead of Jane. Hmm. Moving forward. Yeah. Which you, I kind of got the vibe of from WandaVision. Yeah. She's the the person in the chair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to um, do that. But uh, I. So the, the other thing that is a, the most common criticism of the movie. Okay. Is that the, it does the thing that some Marvel movies do. And I think it did it the most. Although I still don't think it was as bad as people are saying online. Is that the humor undercut a lot of the emotional scenes of like. A, the goats, (laughs) even though they were very funny. Like, there were some, like, pretty, like, epic, like, could have been very tense, tension building scenes, like showing up to the Shadow Realm and, like, landing on the planet. Like, that could have been, like, oh, shit, guys, we're here. But instead, it was a joke. And, like, there are a lot of scenes like that where, like, Thor was getting like Im- almost imprisoned by uh, Zeus and like it was getting pretty tense and it's just like oh his dick's out oh we don't mind we're not gonna help you mm, we're gonna eat some grapes and look at his dick and like stuff like that a lot of that was it's like taika.
1: yeah but like I don't know which, was, I, which I did say what <laughs> was gonna be a big influence as far as how the movie was gonna be I mean yeah that didn't none of that bothered me yeah I mean
0: if It didn't re it kind of did bother me. (laughs) Really? Yeah, some of it did. I just thought it was too like I could it's it's hard to pin down the characters. Like it's not like they were too three dimensional, is that there was like some serious shit going on and they were just being funny about it for no reason. And it felt like Everyone was just having a fun time on set. And it felt like there was a lot of improv and a lot of like, this would be funny. Let's throw that in the movie. And it almost felt like it was just kind of like an improv Thor movie for the most part where it's like, okay, but these characters have like motivations and they wouldn't really react like that. Like they're here. They have some shit
1: to do and stuff like that. I mean, it felt like a taken movie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised yeah by any of those
0: i think it was just the juxtaposition of the mighty thor comic where jane has cancer and she's killing herself on purpose yeah and gore the god butcher who is was so burnt out on gods that he vows to kill all of them while he's dying because he's cursed by the necrosword
1: yeah i yeah i mean i could let me put it this way i can see why people aren't raving about it. Mm. But I think what it does is that it, it essentially took, I feel like what it did is that it took the, the humor of Thor, the character and it ramped it up to 10 mm. and it was a movie based around that. Yeah. And that's kind of what it was. Yeah. Like the whole beginning first sequence we see when Thor's with the guardians is literally just that Thor humor turned up to fucking 10.
0: Yeah. Like the, the, uh, Guns N' Roses music. The split the, kick. The split the uh Jean Claude Van Damme split scream kick. And like that that's the other thing. Like I was watching that whole thing and he's here to like help this civilization and help the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're here on a distress call and he destroys their whole city. And it's like a joke. And then they're like, Oh man, that's kinda awkward. I wish you didn't do that. Anyway, here's some goats. And it's like there's no no one's gonna be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like I don't know. It was just, it was humor for humor's sake. And it kind of, it took me out of the movie, I guess is what it is. Right like, it kept seeming like people making the movie thought this would be funny. Mm-hmm. Where like, yeah, <laughs> there were some stakes there that were kind of undercut by like people just focusing on it being funny. You know what this is? Mm.
1: This is the counterbalance of what Shang-Chi did. Shang-Chi had a lot of heavy emotional parts. Yeah. With the splash of good humor. Yeah. So when the humor showed up, it was fucking great. Yeah. But like it was mainly emotional. There were a lot of like heavy moments in that movie. But it had the right amount of just character humor. Yeah. The charisma of humor. Yeah. This is it's all humor. Yeah. Spurted with Like, little spurts of dark and heavy. Little spurts of cancer. Yeah. Little spurts of dark and heavy and, like, um, um, serious situations. Yeah, exactly. Versus what Shang-Chi was. Yeah. Which, it was like, your father is a master, like, killer. Yeah. leader of Assassin Guild. And he trained you from
0: a very young age to be an assassin to avenge your mother's death.
1: But then they show that. Yeah. And they show him as a child beating his knuckles bloody against, like training and like training shit. Yeah. Like and getting beat the fuck up by everybody yeah. Growing up. Like that's a very different experience than just what like what they did with Thor with like what? The like I'm trying to think of an equivalent of a quote unquote dark scene with Thor in comparison. And this one? And yeah. Love and Thunder.
0: I mean I think it would be the scene on the, the Shadow Realm when they're all tied up with the vines and
1: Gore is doing a thing. But that's all gore. Like, that's my point. Like, (laughs) like, it's not like exactly. It's not focused on Thor. That's focused on Gore. Yeah. Even the the couple
0: lines Thor had there were humor. It was like, give me the axe. Yeah. Once you brush your teeth, (laughs) it's like, dude, your girlfriend's about to die.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, there's that. I think that I think the balance was off. And I think in a vacuum, it was just, hey, here's a here's a Taika movie, and this is what it is. Yeah. It wouldn't be received like this. Yeah. It would have been, wow, what a spin on superheroes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Imagine if this movie came out, and it was just like this random superhero movie. Yeah. It was just, hey, Taika, just found some comics and wants to make a movie. Okay, cool. Let's see it. This movie would be fucking killing. Yeah. Right? It's just we have the pretense of all these other films up under like think about black widow how serious that fucking movie was yeah right like um, and like almost not funny at all <laughs> yeah and it, it, i think it goes back to the idea that I, I think we all know like i was thinking of it when he was holding jane at the end mm. there's that realization on his face and in that realization you kind of see the character understand like well i guess we could just say thor it's a lot easier it's just thor understanding just i have that thing and i'm feeling shitty. yeah and you realize that it's, I've had nothing. I've had this. He's just been running from it. He yeah. had it when his dad died. He had it when his mom died. He had it when his brother died. He's he's had this. Yeah. Right? But now he's getting the final nail of it. Yeah, exactly. By losing the love of his life. So it's just this constant thing. And now he's experiencing it. And it's just this.
0: And he did like learn a lesson in this movie of like, it's better to feel shitty about losing something you love than feeling nothing at all. So he there's kind of like that i feel really shitty about this but it's because i loved her so much yes. like that kind of thing um moving on to like the if if that's cool move on, move on. uh the like the implications of this movie like okay. the 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 stakes that it brings to the mcu i guess because like hercules is now involved hercules is now involved apparently that's some guy from ted lasso which i haven't seen but i've heard very he- good. Um, he's a big character, which I thought like, okay, Zeus is gonna be in this movie. Either Hercules is gonna be in it, or they're gonna tease Hercules like a post credits, and it was absolutely post credits. Um, Hercules is in it. Uh, uh, Eternity, the the what what Gore is trying to get to, the whole movie, open the door and go in there. You mean, and what that, he got like, to, what he got to, <laughs> and then like the big space looking person is like one of the things from the M- the Marvel comics that's like too high power for the movies to touch like, no, that's like older than the universe, like above Trump's, the infinity stones. They didn't, they didn't really
1: talk about it. Yeah. It was just trying like, to get to get eternity their,
0: grants a wish, yeah. but eternity is like older than the cosmos <laughs> and is just like omni powerful. But isn't his, isn't his daughter made of that now? And his daughter is made from eternity his daughter is Love, which I thought that was just, like, a cute name or whatever. That is a comic book character, and she is, like, above God tier. So she is she is part, uh, like, human or gore or whatever race gore is, and part, uh, like, ultra god. Eternity. <laughs> yeah. So that, that could be very interesting. And that's why she's, like, running around with Stormbreaker, killing aliens and, like, shooting purple lasers out of her eyes at Thor, who's making her breakfast or something. Trying to wear slippers. Yeah. Yeah um by the way played by chris Hemsworth's daughter i thought so yeah which is yeah. very cute I, I could tell she had like an australian accent i was like i wonder if that yeah yeah was, y- yeah you could tell you can yeah. kind of tell you could see it um so that's that's kind of interesting uh and then uh valhalla is one of the post credit scenes with jane and heimdall mm-hmm. which is pretty cool which uh is which the first means time. jane officially became a god right
1: uh or at least as guardian uh
0: Asgardian, yeah, I think because right, Asgardian—that's Asgardian. the Ars- Asgardian way. It's where Asgardians who died uh, in battle go to, which I love. Lady Sif, maybe your arm is in
1: hell, <laughs> hell. Um, but that's also awesome. that goes back to your point of uh, of in the last time we saw her was what uh, Thor two, uh,
0: Lady Sif, yeah, she's in Thor two and she's in one episode of Loki, which was like oh. We right. thought the MCU was done with her, so she's right. kind of back, which is similar to Darcy being in WandaVision. Right. Like, oh. But also, Civ was his original love interest. Kind of, yeah. In a way, right? Yeah. Before he met Jane. Yeah, before Jane. So, like, before the movie started.
1: Right. Of. And that's how casual he is. Oh, I mean, you lost your arm. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <Which is, laughs> hey, how you been? <laughs> yeah. Compared to the the panic you saw he had when he saw her in trouble. Yeah. But continue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, introduces Valhalla
0: for the first time in the MCU, Jane is there, Heimdall is there. Uh, I don't think Odin would be there, although actually Odin is the king of Valhalla. So no matter how Odin dies, he goes to Valhalla because he's, he rules Valhalla after he rules Asgard. Uh Frigga is probably there, Thor's mom, mm-hmm. and the Warriors Three will mm-hmm. all be there. Um, so it's kind of cool, they could bring them back if they want. Uh, and the next movie is probably going to be Hercules versus Thor, uh, which will be very cool. And they may go to Valhalla. Who knows? Maybe Hercules will kill Thor, and he'll somehow go to Valhalla, meet up with all his old pals, and maybe somehow get out of Valhalla or something. Is like Hercules that. in the in the Marvel comics? Huge in the Marvel comics. Like is sometimes an Avenger, uh, is sometimes a bad guy. Yeah, is a pretty big. Like him and Thor typically hate each other. So yeah, he's he's a very big character in the Marvel comics. Interesting. He was big in um, the Marvel, the comics of Civil War. He kills someone. I think Hercules accidentally kills Captain America in Civil War, which is why everybody thought that uh, Chris Evans was going to be done after Civil War. When they named Captain America three Civil War, it's like, well, he's fucking dying in this one, <laughs> <laughs> which they got pretty close to, but uh, but didn't. That was a little bit of a fake out. Yeah, I think Hercules accidentally kills him in a big fight. And then the fight stops and they're like, Oh fuck. We killed Steve Rogers. <laughs> we we should yeah. stop fighting guys. Yeah. That's how Steve Rogers dies in the comics? In one story. But the comics are basically a multiverse now, so there's all sorts of Steve Rogers' Um So yeah, that's uh that's that's the what this one kinda sets up, which is pretty interesting. It has me kinda excited for the future. There's like different kinds of like gods versus gods now. Like like, human Earth, like, mythology gods versus gods, which is cool. Norse mythology versus Greek mythology could be kind of interesting. And maybe they'll do more. I don't know what other types of gods are in the uh, Marvel, but we saw a bunch of them. The fact
1: that he, quote, unquote, killed Zeus. Yeah. That was weird. That was weird. Like, I was watching that, and I was like,
0: A, why is this whole scene happening? Like, they go there, and the only impact on the story that that has is that they leave with the thunderbolt the the like the lightning bolt weapon like yeah. they go there to get an army they make a bunch of jokes well it's Zeus the setup a dick
1: it's the setup for hercules yeah that's all that
0: is they go there and i was like oh shit Gore's is gonna show up and fuck everybody up <laughs> And then Thor kills Zeus, steals the lightning bolt, and leaves. I'm like, is Thor the bad guy? <laughs> like, what is happening here? Is Thor the most powerful? Yeah, What's going it on? Felt, it felt odd. And then there are like, some things there that, like, just, like, nitpicks, but they, like, gnaw at my head of, like okay, Stormbreaker was so special because it could summon the Bifrost. Like, that was so epic in Infinity War when we realized it could do that. And, like, uh, uh, Dimitri or whatever big Peter Dinklage was made it. He was like, it's a weapon that could summon the Bifrost. Um, but, but then, apparently, the, uh, Thunderbolt
1: can just make you teleport. So, like, apparently that's not super special of Stormbreaker. Well, it is if it's if there's the only two items in the galaxy that get you around. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Right. But they also didn't explain that. He said, all right, bye. And he teleported. And we're like, what? You could do that? Well, I mean, you got to realize it's also it's it's the power of Zeus, right? Yeah. Which is the most power. It, he's technically the most powerful, right? Yeah. I think I would have liked to see a few more gods in there.
0: Uh, that could have been interesting. There were some some neat cameos. There was Bao. <laughs> the Bao god. The yeah. god, Japanese god of dumplings. Yeah. It was basically just an anime character. Oh, Bao. <laughs> 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 Uh <laughs> yeah. Korg's god was there sitting on a throne of uh scissors because <laughs> rocks beat scissors. Yep. Uh Thor's love interest was a Cronin named Dwayne or Dwayne the Rock. Thor's love interest? <laughs> or Korg's love interest. Cors, yeah. At yeah. the yeah. end. Uh, and then I met some dude named Dwayne. <laughs> uh Dwayne the Rock. Yeah. No, I understand I, Johnson. I, I got it. Uh um so yeah, it was it was fun. I liked it. It was just there were some some nitpicky some the pacing was a little bit off. It was maybe a little bit too much humor, and like just some of the writing decisions felt a little bit off. I do kind of agree with that review that said it's a really great first draft of this
1: movie. Yeah, I again the pacing I think was too fast. I think I think it was too much taika. Yeah. Too much it was just, you know, it's it's when you have too much sauce on the wing. Yep. Right. You needed just a little bit less. Yeah. You you didn't need that full drenching.
0: Like sitting in a puddle. The sauce is what makes the wing so good. But if you do too much sauce, then it kind of
1: ruins the wing. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. I like that. Um, Christian Bale was my favorite part about the movie, Mm. along with Natalie Portman. I think she's also extremely good. But yeah, you could tell she looked like she just had fun.
0: She was definitely having some fun. Like she was, her character was like much more goofy in this. Than she was because I think she was like an excited puppy dog who's like finally Thor and she's like having a lot of fun with it. And I think Natalie Portman was had a lot of fun Yeah, with
1: it. yeah. And I think it matched very well. I liked yeah. how they she dyed her hair
0: blonde. Uh, when she's Thor. Yeah. Like the Thor powers dyed her hair blonde, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty fun. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um I also I really liked Broken Mjolnir as like a weapon. That was very cool. How that's she something could like I didn't throw the shards. A thing.
1: I didn't either. I don't know if that's a thing in the comics. That it could just come back together, then be, like, yeah, separate shards and do yeah. its thing.
0: This was very cool. Like, it had, they used it in a very cool way, which I love. Uh, this movie was, like, weirdly about the weapons. <laughs> it was about Mjolnir and Stormbreaker and, and Thunderbolt. And they oh, had
1: personalities.
0: Yeah, how did you like the jealous
1: Stormbreaker thing? <laughs> did you like that? It didn't bother me. I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I didn't expect them to have lives of their own, because they never... Yeah, they uh, never implied that at all. They never implied personalities to them at all. Yeah.
0: And it, it seems like Mjolnir didn't, but Stormbreaker is somehow sentient. And there are some theories that it's like, oh, because it's Groot's arm. Like, there's maybe some oh. sentience in there. And I he mean, does it, plant it in the ground and, and it, it grows, grows roots, roots, So, so and yeah. And it's still
1: somehow alive. Uh, which, that's that's very funny and, to think and, about And they fight it, right? Like, when they're trying it, uh, when... when um, gore is trying to push it in position it's like struggling yeah to resist him yeah so there's that too yeah exactly
0: but uh the the first couple times that they implied that stormbreaker is jealous was i had a lot of fun with <laughs> when he's trying to call muir it's like come come to daddy and starbreaker just slowly creeps in around the corner and like looks at him i was like what the fuck uh and then
1: there you are oh it's you (laughs) yeah there you are i was just looking for you
0: yeah it was it was it was pretty neat so you liked it yeah but then that also felt like it felt like uh, Mjolnir and Thor had a relationship, Jane and Thor had a relationship, those had both ended, Thor is now with Stormbreaker, and then Mjolnir and Jane get together, and Thor is kind of jealous of the whole thing, but then that makes Stormbreaker jealous of Thor. So I I definitely, I see a lot of people think that it's like a goofy afterthought, that is another thing of like, oh, wouldn't this be funny? But it seems very intentional to me. Like, it seems like a classic, not classic, but like, love square thing of like, two ex couples and then they like start dating each other but then that makes the people in the old couples feel weird towards each other um so i that's that was definitely an, an interesting writing choice that i appreciated a lot more upon second viewing
1: yeah i i think i wasn't expecting it yeah first of all i don't think anybody was um <laughs> it it it's really cool though cuz i do like how he he tells monia to uh, to like watch over Jane an yeah protector. and it like glows and it, like, it glows the same way that it did when uh, Odin spoke to it Yeah, it's so a he whoever or like they whoever handles Who are, should they be worthy will possess the power of Thor yeah that and it does the same glow of, of the mm-hmm. logo so it's the mm-hmm. same which is funny because I didn't know Thor I thought only that was an Odin thing yeah but could you imbue could, powers you could imbue the power maybe it's like a king of Asgard thing because after Odin died, maybe Thor kind of inherited it those powers. Could be that because he also does that when he Im- imbues the power to the ki- the children. Yeah, which was completely unexpected. He was doing that, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be some like uh, like a like a Kool
0: Aid thing, like a like a sugar pill." Uh, placebo, like, ah, now you have the power of Thor. And yeah. then the kids were going to be brave and they're going like, to beat the shit out of monsters with like, sticks, which I think I would have preferred that.
1: But then instead of him giving them little do- micro dosing them with Zeus power <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> for just a short period of time, <laughs> yeah,
0: just- <laughs> yeah, those it was fun. Uh, and then it made for a very unique action scene to the MCU. A bunch of kids. The one kid with the Teddy bunny bay? rabbit yeah. just shooting lightning out of its eyes. Like, bah! <laughs> it was That was very fun. Uh, I love Heimdall's son, Axel. Axel Heimdall's son. Uh, he, was, he was a cool kid. Very good actor. was um, <laughs> like... I forget exactly what it was. It was like, "Oh yeah, you're you you guys will be fine." He's uh, like, "You're you're a bunch of kids trapped in a cage." Go the I can't I can't really help or whatever. I'd be really scared if I were used to. And he was like, "Oh my god, go away here! Yeah. <laughs> like you're not being helpful at all." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was very fun. Yeah, there was a lot of personality in it. Oh, how'd you like Zeus, by the way? Uh,
1: Russell Crowe, Zeus. Are you talking about orgies in Marvel now? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was. His yeah. wild accent that he chose to do. Yeah. I I didn't like him until he got down to uh, Thor's level and told him, of course, I'm sta- I'm scared. Yeah.
0: It's like he had like a quiet conversation yeah. now that I'm not in front of everybody. Yeah. yeah. like I'm not fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just I like, we are safe here, though. And I'm yeah. not trying to go face the one thing that can actually kill me yeah. in full. So, and then, <laughs> please don't yell at me. Yeah. Yes, I did flick too hard. I flick your clothes back on. Okay,
0: <laughs> like he's a very kind of fair, understanding guy, but then it turned out to be a dick. Which I think, like Zeus is a dick. He in is like, though. Every form of mythology. Zeus of comic is an books. asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's so, known as
1: being an asshole. Yeah, so that made sense. In every portrayal of him, he's an asshole. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, and then Hercules kind of is too. Besides the Disney movie, Hercules is almost always a raging asshole. <laughs> so Chad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a Chad in uh, God of War 3. He was in God of War 3. Uh, he was Kratos' jealous half-brother. He's a Chad in Marvel Comics. <laughs> he's a Chad in uh, Greek mythology.
1: So so I I, mm, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was intentionally goofier than what it could have been. Mm. And I was thinking, good for Russell Crowe for having fun with it, but he's Russell fucking Crowe and he could have done this extremely intensely. But I don't <laughs> think that was going to fit yeah no i i think zeus himself was fine i
0: think that was a fine character to just introduce him he's an asshole but he's very he's a very funny character and then like kind of kill him off and then leave although i still think thor killing him was a weird choice um but like every like every character in this movie was comic relief every single one besides gore Valkyrie is funny. Korg was funny. Thor was funny. All the ga- guardians were funny. The goats were funny. Jane was funny. <laughs> Darcy was funny. The yeah. kids were funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was just, it was a little bit much. You can't have every character be a comic relief. That being said, it was very funny. <laughs> so like, but I think it undercut my overall like respect for the movie. I liked it, but like, I think I would enjoy i would hold it in higher regard if it took itself a little bit more seriously because like the story content that they adapted is
1: like some pretty deep shit what if the decision was hey christian bale says he's in it's like okay christian bale cannot be goofy Mm. because he can't act that way yeah (laughs) he's too intense it's like okay what if we have everybody else offset him because every scene with him is going to be so fucking intense. Let's offset his intensity. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, everybody. Christian Bale's
0: coming, yeah. and he's bringing his weirdest a game. So we all need to bring our comedy a game to yeah. offset how fucking imbalanced this movie is. Yeah. So be. everybody have
1: fun, Christian. You do what you want to do, which is going to be intense, and we'll go from there. And I think that's what happened. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I also think Taika is like a very loosey goosey director. Like everybody has said that about working with him. Like there are directors like. Stanley Kubrick, who's, like, way on one side of the spectrum, who is, like, meticulous and very difficult to work with. And then you have, like, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, who are very, like, this is the way it should be done, like, give you a little wiggle room. And then Teich is like, I don't know, what do you, do you think that would be funny? And, like, Adam Adam McKay is also like that, who did, like, Anchorman and Step Brothers, but then did Vice and The Big Short and, like, some really amazing movies. Um, he's very loosey goosey like that. So, like, he brings out the best in people. But I think Tyga, like, I think everybody was just given the keys to the castle. Like,
1: go but, do whatever you want, kids. Have a good one. Also, There's $20 on the counter for pizza money. Yeah, but also look who he's working with. He's working with super high caliber fucking people that he can just be like, go, yeah, you know, if you think that's funny. Yeah. He had fucking Matt Damon as a cameo. <laughs> Again. Yeah, right. By the way, I thought that was Chris Pine across from him. Uh, Matt Damon, and that
0: was. Liam Hemsworth. It was one of the Hemsworths. It was no. one. It was one of Chris's brothers. Really? And then Zeus was Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. That was Alan Grant from Jurassic Park playing Zeus.
1: Zeus? No, uh, sorry, Odin. In the play? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say like what? No, That's no, no. no, not no. The what are you <laughs> no, talking about? about? Okay.
0: Sorry, Sam Neill, Alan Grant from Jurassic Park was playing Odin in the play in Asgard. <laughs> Uh, and then Melissa McCarthy as Hella, <laughs> yes. which I did not expect at all. She like bursts out of things. She's like, "I am Hella." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is fucking perfect." It's very good. Yeah, I, transform. I- <laughs> Mjolnir, <laughs> and it slowly flies across. Very good. That was very funny. More of them. And I also, I loved growing up in and around lots of theater kids all the time. The fact that a huge tragedy just happened. All the kids got kidnapped. and Matt Damon <laughs> comes up. Uh, uh, King Valkyrie, I really think that we should get started to work on a play. <laughs> I think that's what people really need right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they
1: nailed theater kids. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but that goes back to my point. Look at the fucking roster. Yeah. You have Matt Damon as a cameo. Yes. In the MCU. You have the ability. You have Natalie Portman on yeah. set. You have the ability to just say, what do you think? <laughs> like, <laughs> What do you think? In all honesty, you probably, you have way more accolades than I do. So in in reality, you, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. I want
0: to make an image for you of just actor headshots of every big name actor who's in the MCU and just have it be overwhelming. I think <laughs> of like, How many people have been in it? It's insane. Yeah. I don't know who, who they're... They're missing Leo. They're missing Leo. They're missing Keanu. Uh, I mean, they're missing, like, the Leo squad. Um, <laughs> the Leo squad? Like, Robert De Niro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Al Pacino. Al Pacino, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, I don't know. Who the fuck would they play? <laughs> they, they wouldn't be able to play anybody. They're missing Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. Um, Brad Pitt's another one. Tom Cruise would never be able to... Uh, actually... At this point, I don't know who they'd give him. If Tom Cruise were to join the MCU, either it would be a cameo, because he did a cameo for Austin Powers. And Tropic Thunder. and Yeah. Yes. So I think either he could have some fun with it. I could see him being in a Taika movie. Like I could see, I could see him being in a Taika movie for sure. Yeah. I could yeah. see him being one of the actors, <laughs> like yes. the Asgardian actors. Um, yeah. There's, there's still a lot of names out there to get, but holy shit, the names they've already gotten is most of Hollywood.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> It is, yeah, I don't know who fucking Cillian Murphy. Tom Tom oh they have Tom Hardy. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Who's Tom Hardy? Venom. Oh Venom, technically, yeah. Oh, interesting fact about
0: the Necrosword. Uh yes. the Necrosword was created by Null, K-N-U-L-L, who is the original symbiote. That all symbiotes are like really de- devolved from him. Like a little piece of a symbiote breaks off and becomes a bigger symbiote. That's how symbiotes are born. So they're all tech that's why they all have a hive mind, because they're all born from Null, and Null's sword is the necrosword. So the Gore's sword that that's he used in the whole movie now. is destroyed, but like there are some that's another tie, possible tie to Venom that they didn't touch on in this movie, but they could kind of leave it open.
1: Hasn't Fantastic Four been confirmed? Yes. Phase five it's happening
0: phase five or maybe it's do we know six. who's in it no still no we thought they were gonna announce that at the Marvel thing have you not heard the Marvel announcements no we should have talked about that but now we don't have time oh my god that could be a whole episode that's what we're talking about next, next week next week gotta make room and try not to look it up I want to break it down for you no I don't have time to look it up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so
1: <laughs> but I, I think yeah I don't I just I'm just trying to think of who else they could get in It's a big name out there. A bunch. (laughs) But like not a lot.
0: Uh, Ian McKellen.
1: (laughs) Which, I mean, they
0: could. He's Magneto. They got Patrick Stewart. (laughs) He's like technically, technically, by extension, by Patrick Stewart being in it.
1: He's technically, yeah, technically. He's (laughs) Magneto, technically. How old is he? Old. He's almost 80, I think, or older. think he's older yeah
0: well let's wrap this up uh next week we'll talk about um whatever random notes we have and we'll make sure to break down uh, marvel phase five and (laughs) six which by the yeah (laughs) they announced pretty much all of phase five and it's gonna be a dense one and then uh phase six they announced uh three major projects but there's a lot more to come at the d23 expo which i think is soon it might be before we record next week so you might be able to talk about all of phase five through six
1: are we in phase five now though uh do you want me to tell you now i mean does it impact anything no but they did announce
0: phase four concludes with black panther wakanda forever in november so we have everything that's happened (laughs) jesus christ i forgot about the movie (laughs) So everything that's happened, <laughs> and then Christ. She-Hulk, and then Black Panther, and then phase four is done. It is the first
1: phase to not have an Avengers movie. Good. <laughs> no, seriously, good. Like, take a breather. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: phase four is longer than phases one through three combined yeah. in terms you, of uh, runtime. Yeah, you said that last episode. Not quite number of projects. It's about half, more than half the number of projects. But, whew, holy shit. What? of Forever is going to be an event. I think it is, yeah. And then uh, Phase 5 starts in January. Uh, No, early February with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And then What If Season 2.
1: Okay. But we'll talk about more.
0: I'm excited. (sighs) See you next
1: week. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Hello, how how are you? I am good. This how is my you? test. How are it you? It's good. It's falling. No! It's falling. <laughs> okay, we got to fix that.